This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, everybody. It's Russ from My Hammers 11. Hope you're all safe and well. Um, if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing and hitting the little bell uh, icon um, so you're made aware of any time we have any new videos. Got lots of great guests coming up, including today's guest. And you'll notice there is no video feed. <laughs> but um, <laughs> for those of you... Um, who know who want to know who he is obviously you would have seen his movie hopefully everybody's second team on amazon prime um he's a filmmaker he's an artist an animator you'd have seen all of his great um great uh, sort of drawings you know, amongst sort of the west ham twitterati um particularly in the last few weeks that's for sure uh it's canning town len how you doing len very well what a lovely intro that thank you I'm going to record, I'm going to take that off for of YouTube and record that. Yeah, have it, has, have, it your, uh, have it your voicemail message when people call you. That'd be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yes. <laughs> Appreciate you taking the time, Len. It's obviously probably quite busy for you. I imagine there's lots of people commissioning all those beautiful sort of animation drawings you're doing at the moment. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're keeping me busy, which yeah. is good. Because yeah, yeah. I'm not bored. I'm not other people. I wasn't expecting... Um, this lockdown to affect me as much as it did because I've been working for home for over a year now. Yeah. Um, but it's certainly better having something to do from home because it just seemed to, people just seemed to stop doing everything and it all, it all literally did shut down, didn't it? But, you it know, did. I think we're on the way back. Yeah, I think, Slowly I think but surely. so. Maybe not football, but, you know. Who knows? I think everyone's mm. waiting to see what happens with Bundesliga, yeah. and, then, and then everyone will, will crack on uh, yeah, based exactly. on what they do. But um, and that's that's the and that's how this channel started. It's the same thing. So that's all, you know, the sort of the not the boredom, but sort of wanting to fill in the void of, of time and the lack Definitely. of football. Yeah, and yeah. Um, people are really enjoying it. And that's what we're doing. Interviewing, I said, lots of people all over the world, different ages, about their experiences of West Ham. So yeah. obviously, we haven't got any any football to create new new memories at the moment no. so why not go back and and talk that's about right. the old ones exactly that's right so, so, in, so in terms of you len you know what was what was your sort of your, your earliest memories of, of west ham i guess to be honest my earliest memory is probably 76 when my dad went to uh Heysel stadium yeah for the um for the european cup winners cup final and i remember that vividly because my he had a a West Ham jacket made by my two uncles who work in Savile Row. So it was made out of jockey silks. 
and it was claret and blue with the badge yeah. and everything. And there's a photo of him at, at the end of me film wearing it. So I remember being a West Ham, well, coming from a West Ham family in 76, yeah. very young. But then my dad took me in 78, the last game of the season where we had to beat Liverpool and stay up and we didn't. So that wasn't, that was my earliest memories. <laughs> See, so you're, getting, so you're getting relegated, so yeah, yeah. so, so you might as well start as you mean to go on, isn't it? Isn't Absolutely, it? yeah. Get the disappointment <laughs> out of the way first and it can only get better, and it did. And it did, exactly. It did, very quickly. Yeah, very, very quickly. So obviously, you know, from the, sort of the, sort of the late 70s to obviously the, the 2020s, it's a, it's, a, it's a fair chunk of West Ham sort of yeah. supporting history. What sort of would you say sort of your, your fondest memories, sort of the ones that stick in your head as, as quality West Ham moments for you? To be honest, I think May the 11th, 1980 was my fondest memory. Yeah. Not a football in sight, but hundreds of thousands of people Standing on the Barking Road, etc., with the um, uh, the coaches coming down with the boys yeah. in the cup. Uh, I've got photos that I took myself with my Spider Man Instamatic, <laughs> um, and yeah. and um, you can you, you can see how slow I'm taking it by where the the position of the coaches. Yeah. But it was a great day because you got to see tangibly how many people supported West Ham, yes. yeah. what the club was you were supporting feeling part of something mm. and a lot of people I said it in a in in a podcast a couple of days ago lots of people these days have got no answers really to why why they continue to, to support West Ham or support them in the first place mm. and what it is that attaches them to a club and I found out very quickly between 78 yeah I'm thinking why do I support West Ham when Kenny Dalglish is playing and he's probably one of the best players in the world at the time in front of yeah. me. Why did I walk out of that stadium still supporting West Ham and not Liverpool who become champions? And I only had to wait two years to find the answer at that parade. Yeah. You felt part of something. And it's a shame for the younger fans because they haven't felt yeah, I was, was going to say for the last game of the bowling, probably. Yeah, I was going to say look what's happened for the last forty years. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, but I, I totally agree. That last game of the bowling, obviously, that that in terms of a feeling of togetherness, in terms of Absolutely. a feeling of community, um, the West Ham. You know, there was. I mean, I, I, I mean, I was at the ground like six hours early anyway so that's yeah. what i do but um but seeing the pictures and obviously it was delayed by so long because the coaches yeah. can get through it just encapsulated i think west ham and then obviously yeah drive the drive home and all i saw was people with like you know signs we said ripped off the wall like under <laughs> their arms like huge like 12 foot billboards they were walking out the ground room absolutely yeah. amazing absolutely amazing as you yeah. said there's, that was there was that sort of really feel real feel of togetherness as well yeah absolutely and, and obviously they've been replaying it on YouTube and stuff recently. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Anyway. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Totally. Totally agree. Then it's that sort of. And I think I can see. And as you said, not even the ball being kicked. And that's what no. I love. You know, for a lot of mm. people, it's not necessarily the the football. It's yeah, as you said, it's the the feeling of togetherness and the spirit and stuff. And uh, and that's what's coming through quite a lot in these interviews, um, which yeah. is really nice. So yeah occasionally you know it obviously certainly be a certain match but it won't be like an obvious match it'll be like a, a nil-nil draw against West Brom in 84 because we went to, went to Ken's and we did this you know so there was all yeah. like the stories around it which is lovely yeah 
Right. Okay. Like, what we're going to do is, uh, as I said, we're going to we ask everyone their their hammers eleven. Um, we have a few sort of parameters if we can. One yep. being is we try and keep it to a four four two. Although you know we're I'm lenient. Um, it's all gone a bit out the window last few people, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. And um, so four four two. You must have been alive to see them play. Um, and second, and the last one is um, it's your eleven. So it doesn't have to be the best players. It could be your your fans' favourites. It could be as you said, you know respect to the FA Cup, something around there. could be European players. It doesn't matter. Whatever you want to talk about, then. Wow. Um, so, 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 so what, what are we going for, Len? Your, your favourite players? or? Well, I'm going for, we was originally doing this on, on Cup Final Day, and I was yeah, going to do yeah. a Cup Final swap out, swap out, because, like I said, to be fair, a lot of my favourite players did play in that era between 78 to sort of 82. Yeah. And... Um, but you know, there's a there's a people there's a couple of people I'm going to swap around because I think they deserve a cup, uh, well, an imaginary cup medal at least. Yeah. Love it. Um, yeah. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. We'll see right. how we go. Yeah, we'll see how we go. Let's let's, let's go between the sticks then. Yeah. Okay. I chose Phil Parks. Yeah. That might not that that won't um, surprise a lot of people who know me, but yeah. a lot of people of my generation would have a tough decision between Ludo and Phil. Yeah. So I chose Phil. Because although um, they're very different keepers, Ludo was very athletic. Mm. Something we'd never seen before until then. Sure. Uh, Phil was very functional. And not only did Phil give you confidence in front of the goal, he gave confidence to everyone around him, his entire back four. And he actually probably did... His signing was a massive boost for the club. It yeah. was a massive statement and it did change change the direction of the club ever so slightly. So mm. Phil, Phil's in goal. Phil's my number one. Yeah. Huge man, huge hair. Keeps his place. Yeah, keeps his place in the, in the FA. Good. That's good. Yeah. All right, okay, we're going to go with, with left back. Then, Len. Left back. Okay. We're going to switch a row. Now, it could have been Frank. He probably is up there. Yeah. Um, but, I'm going to slip Junior Dix in there. I'm going to take, yep. take Frank out. But the only other reason is Frank is uh, a little bit more than one day in May 1980. He's got a massive contribution mm. to the club. But for Julian Dix to not only not win an England cap but not have any honour, uh, a player of his ability is a scandal. Yeah. So Julian has made my left back. Well done, Julian. Well done. He's in there. Well done, Julian. I don't think... Yeah, I think he's a popular... Yes. Um, uh, yeah, he is. he is. He is. He's, he's he's very much, you know, obviously particularly, particularly for some. Obviously, he, he had two spells, and a lot of people I've interviewed maybe saw him in the second spell. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree. West Ham through and through. Um, a, a travesty didn't get in that '96 squad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people claimed because he had a skinhead. That yeah. he that, and it's like, come on, you got you got to see. Who yeah. He would have offered something different. Would have probably taken one of the penalties as well. Yeah, you know what I mean. So <laughs> absolutely, yeah. In hindsight, you know. Um, all right, we'll put Dixie in, and he was. And I was talking to. Um, we were talking to Bertie Braley. All right. Who obviously, was a part of the. Yeah, I, just, uh, I saw it actually. Yeah. Yeah, the '99 squad, and, and yeah. he and he obviously gave an insight which obviously no one else has really given because he played with sort of junior, he played junior. But he, um, the, the way he would receive the ball in training. He would almost give you. It would give Bertie the first 
sort of option in terms of what to do. So he'd, he'd, he'd know, he would basically, the way he's kicking the ball, that's, that's the way Bertie's first decision is made. So, um, and again, something we, we didn't know, you know, we know he's got a crack in their foot and a great ping on him, but yeah. he's an incredible football brain as well. Yeah. All right, Julian's in. And obviously, you know, when, he's, uh, when he was a you know, sort of assistant coach, manager, whatever he was with Slav, you know, obviously he was mm. obviously a, a, a fan's favourite. Right, who are we going to go on right back? Right back. This was, Ray keeps his place. The Dundee United, Franz Beckenbauer keeps his place in it. Very good player, Ray. Good technical ability uh, and really improved under the coaching of John Law yeah. while he was there. So Ray keeps his place. Although I'm going to say, I did like Billy Bonds at right back. And not a lot yeah. of people got to, got to see Bill run down the flanks, yeah, but he yeah, was yeah. a marauder. Yeah. So I've made a little adjustment coming up, a little nice. bit further down the line. But my right back, yeah, Ray Stewart. Yeah. Took him for granted, really. But what a player. Mm. What a player. What a purchase for the club, too. Yeah. To, 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 to invest heavily in a teenager like yeah. they did. And he did, we well, done 10 years because he had a testimonial. So, yeah, done 10 years at club. Yeah. Great player. Great and guy still, as well. And and still, yeah, he's that great guy. But still when he comes back and we interview him on the yeah. picture half time, always gets a fantastic response. Still don't understand what you're saying. No, no, no. But um yeah. Have but you heard him on the car phone? No, no, I can I can only, <laughs> can only imagine. I can only imagine. It would just sound like a like a like like a like in the middle of a of a storm, just like loads of wind and, and loads yeah. of crackling. Yeah, he's like that. But he's always he always looks like so dapper as well. I must say, he always always looks very his lovely suits as well. Right, okay. Yeah. So we'll put right 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 back. Who are we going to have in the centre backs then, Lim? Alvin keeps his place. Yeah. First of all, twenty one years at the club, Alvin. Shaky start. I recall my dad complaining. Yeah. Um, shaky start, but yeah. 21 years at clubs, unthinkable now, isn't it? Yeah, don't get anyone now. Mm. And when I, I did go through the lists of centre halves, and I know we've got Goodens, mm. it's, it's tough to nudge a player like Alvin out of the way. Yeah. Played for England too. Yeah. Again, not, you know, looked a bit cumbersome. But no, he did the job. Did Alvin. solid, so, a yeah. solid, solid. You know, seven, eight out of ten every game. Yeah, you know, he'd, he, you yeah. know, he would. It, same as same as Julian. You know, because yeah. obviously I, I saw them both. But I didn't see Ray or, or Phil play, but you know, they would give their all. And, Absolutely, and that's yeah. what. And that's to be honest, that is ninety percent of West Ham fan what they want in it. You get the ten yeah. percent of skill for some of them, but for most of them, as long as they're giving hundred percent. Oh, that's absolutely yeah. That's, yeah. All, that's all you can ask. Uh, yeah. All right, who's going to partner Alv up front, uh, or at the back? Okay. I move Billy into midfield. Yeah. Because Bill can just about play anywhere. Yeah. Seeing was believing with yeah. Bill. Uh, with Bill, yeah. Uh, but I slipped Rio in yeah. centre-half because he was an absolute Rolls Royce of a player, as Harry Redknapp used to say. Yeah. And uh, I'd have liked to see more of Rio. Yes. I'd have liked to... Yeah, oh, you often wonder what we could have achieved if we kept all the players. I know that's unrealistic. Yeah. Going back to time when we needed the money for you know to improve the ground, etc. I guess clubs always need money, don't they? But we, you'd have liked to have seen a little bit more. Rio. I remember vividly Tottenham came to town one evening, and he had to um, mark his cousin Les. Yeah. He must have only been eighteen. Rio, Les didn't get anywhere near the ball. No. 
And his, his performances like that, when you saw it, you were, they were just unbelievable. Yeah. He, was, he was cutting everything out from um, Ginola. And um, all it needed was less to get onto one of them. It's such a powerful striker, Les Ferdinand. And yeah. We could have been in trouble. Comfortable. Never got near the ball. Just a, a complete match winner. Yeah. Something we haven't seen for quite a while, Rio. So Rio gets centre half. So that's yeah. my. Yeah, that's not so a bad looking back no, five, is it? No, no, exactly. And if it if it all if it all kicked off, yeah, Dixie and Al would be the first in with boots. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And they would just let Rio play, wouldn't they? Yeah, like, exactly. Rio could just you know <laughs> pick a pass, and if any if any forwards start knocking on him. Alvin would step in and Julian. So, yeah, nice. Okay, Nate. Lovely. Let's go midfield. Let's go left wing. Left wing. Yeah. Easiest, easiest decision. Alan Devonshire. Yeah. Uh, a complete marauder down that side. Hmm. Pace, skill, verve. He just wanted the ball, wanted to take the ball one direction towards the goal. Yeah. I can't imagine how much he'd be worth now. Nah. I mean, the, the amount of. Um, Clubs we'd have to batter off to sort of keep him at West Ham now would be unbelievable. Yeah. An absolute idolised by middle-aged men, Devonshire. Yeah, yeah. See nothing like it. Every time I do something involving Devonshire, he's more popular than anything, any other player. Really? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and seeing was believing. If you, if you saw him play, you'd, know, you'd understand, understand why. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Mr. Saturday afternoon he was. He's yeah. just... Just fantastic player. Exactly. So Dev's left back. And as you Did said, you ever get to see Dev? No, no, unfortunately. I mean, my, my, I mean, I started around 92. So mm. the season we went up. So, you know, no one can call me I was a glory hunter. Um, and so, um, so no, I didn't. But obviously, you know, everyone, that's all that sort of middle-aged sort of, sort of men. So Absolutely, speak. yeah. Um, everyone speaks so highly of him, but also the, the players he played with speak so highly of him. So yeah. obviously when you're interviewing, you know, they're boys of 86 and stuff like that to a man they all talk about dev in the highest regard and that to me means any means more than anything else because if you're if your colleagues put mm. you on that pedestal as well as obviously the fans there's obviously something special about you yeah and he certainly was and as you said five grand yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly Okay, how, no, how, many, yeah. how many of your pitches can you get for five grand, Len? That's all right, yeah. <laughs> You can get one, <laughs> Devon, <Jim. laughs> yeah. All right, we'll put Dev on the left. Who are we going to go on the other wing then? Well, I've took Jeff Pike out of the team. Yeah. And replaced him with Billy Bonds. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Just because I loved seeing him all like, going down that right-hand yeah, side. Yeah. Was, it was just a fantastic... Bill could have got in this team anywhere yeah. from uh, probably... Not in goal, probably, but you know. Well, nothing would get past in, him, would it? To be honest, nah, you know, so. nah, probably not. Yeah, he's just a great player, Bill. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure most of others have said it all before me. Where do you they really? Yeah. But he really was a great player, and um, I don't think we'd have anyone anyone else like him. To be honest. No, really. I, no, I, know, yeah. I understand. Yeah, and I understand that. Yeah, definitely, and obviously him coming back to do the um, the stand mm. how he stand that meant the absolute world to the man you could tell yeah. you know and, yeah. and we've said it before on the channel you know that a man who was not really emotion he didn't really show emotion I mean even when we, even with his manager you know he sort of was happy yeah. but he didn't cry or anything you know when he was no, standing on the no. top of the west stand with the, yeah. with the players but 
absolutely in tears at that game when he got the stand and everyone was chat was clapping and and I think there was about sixty thousand sort of middle aged men who had who had something in their eye at the yeah. time because it yeah, was like absolutely. their idol absolutely yeah, cried. It's like when you see yeah. your parents cry for the first time. It's that type of sort of that type yeah. of thing. But um, yeah, no, I think you're right with that with Bill. But yeah. Okay, we'll put Bill on the right. Who are we yeah, so let's go on the right. Who's going to censors then, then? So we got Trevor Booking. Yep. I was lucky enough to see him. Outstanding, classy, classy player. Um, yeah, just wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was lucky enough to see him. I'm just trying to... There's not much you can say. No, I, I mean, mean, he was... I mean, about but, Trevis. He was. He seemed to be, but with what people are saying, that he was almost ahead of his time, really, mm. in that he was classy on on like bogs of pitches and what would have mm. been if he was on these sort of bowling green type pitches now. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Such a yeah. and a lovely guy as well. Well, you know, yeah. the amount of stuff he does for the club and obviously Yeah, absolutely. Coming back and being, you know, caretaker manager and and again that showed the passion. Again, a man who didn't absolutely, show yeah. a man who didn't show passion not that passion that's the wrong expression but didn't sh- like like physically show like you know emotion and stuff and when you saw him on the touchline when, when he was the manager i you know arguably probably one of the most charismatic you know the way he was like dra- dragging the players yeah. and and cheering you know and it's like yeah that from, from Sir trevor brookie but yeah. no i would have loved him as our manager you know to yeah. carry on you can understand why he didn't want to do it or yeah, totally. why it was never on the cards but I would have loved it. I really would. Yeah. yeah. He was a classy, classy player and he's still a classy man. So, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Trev keeps his place. Trev keeps his place. Who's he going to partner in that midfield then, Led? Well, we, I'm afraid Paul Allen is it's not going to be him. I'm swapping Paul out because, you know, Paul had a... Cra- I remember in the 85... The 84-85 season, he was our player of the year. Yeah. He was a hammer of the year. And he pretty much had the number, number 10 role. He kind of... Uh, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if it was because of Trevor leaving the year before, but he, he, he had a slightly more of a central role than yeah. than the the right hand side role that he started out with, and he become he had a lot of the ball and got a lot of goals, a lot of assists, and um, was a hammer of the year. And then he disappeared. He went to Tottenham, so I've replaced him with his direct replacement. It was actually, I believe, Frank McAvenny. It was actually originally bought to be in midfield. Okay, okay. So he's going to start there. That's that's going to keep. You won't find anyone with McAvenny in midfield. No. But uh, yeah, and I see McAvenny uh, in a pre-season game mm. at Orient, and um, obviously this was. Um, the pre-season game before we got absolutely slaughtered to be honest this is that I'm, I'm sure we went to Brisbane Road and I, the reason I remember it is because there was a Lee Valley bus there was a an, I think it was an ice rink or some kind of venture playground in Leytonstone yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and we could get a bus from yes where we yeah, yeah 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 you yeah, remember yeah. that yeah, it was yeah, straight yeah. That, the, the Lee Valley summer bus we used to go straight down into this and when we jumped on that bus and then walked to the Orient because we, we knew West Ham was sort of playing there. Yeah. And I think it was, a, assume it was a Saturday. Yeah. It could have been an evening because it could have been light yeah, anyway. I mean, yeah, they always did it every other season, didn't they? Yeah. One season on one set, they had Tottenham yeah. Arsenal as well, Orient did, didn't they? And I heard of this McAvenny chap and I, I just thought he was Italian. 
I thought the name was Italian, Macaroni. He looks like Macaroni. And uh, I'm pretty sure he must have played in midfield. And it was, I know, I remember we got a complete tonking. Yeah. But anyway, I, I think I did see Macaroni in midfield very well, rarely because he wasn't, you know, Paul Goddard got injured. He got moved up. Yeah. And he was a great forward facing striker. Yeah. So, you know, if Paul wanted to leave, good on him. But Frank goes, Frank gets his replacement. So he's, he's, Frank's got himself a, a virtual cup final medal there. There we go. Well done, Frank. Well, 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 well deserved. Well deserved. Yep. I like Frank McAvity. I love the fact that he would Italian. That's good. Like, like macaroni. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I love no that. internet in those days. That's going to be in my head now for the rest of it. Oh, Frank, oh, Frank macaroni. Yeah, Macavetti. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Franco yeah. Macavetti. Especially with his like, beautiful like, like golden locks as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. But then he was as pale as, you know, like yeah. chiseled. Okay, right. We'll put, we'll put Mac in there in midfield. Right, who are we going to have up front then, Lib? Okay. Well, Pancho, I'm not convinced I saw play because they had such a bad injury record. Mm. That, and I'm thinking of the times that I did go up to go to Upton Park because my dad used to take me, but he used to work Saturdays. I'm not 100% sure I actually saw him play, and I don't want to break the rules. And it gives me a nice, it gives me a nice opportunity to pick another player. Sure. And it's Paolo Di Canio. Obviously, yeah, PDC. Because he, the, the entertainment he brought was just yeah. absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And th- let's be honest, in that cap final, if he, if he did have a little slightly laid back role, striker role, that number 10 role, go oh, I'll tell you what. Yeah. He would have filled his boots there, Di Canio, wouldn't he? So, Paolo, Definitely. you're in my team as well, mate. Exactly. And, and yeah, so... The, and I mean, you know, I mean, he he sort of epitomised that sort of mid nineties West Ham team. I think you know, mm. crazy could play a team off the park, but the next week could lose to an Ipswich um, easily. Like even so, like that season, you know, it was like those sort of few seasons he was playing so unpredictable, and obviously any anywhere north of Watford. You weren't having it. Um, but that was Paolo. And we we play, I think, West Ham fat, like team and fans. They respond better to when we have a and sort of that enigma player in the mm. team, you know, whether it's him or obviously the early, more recent times, Payet and people like that. You know, we just play better, you know. It's just because yeah, he, he, he gets up and he gets everyone off their seat, you know. Yeah. Um, when when you when you're quite a functional team, you don't get off the seat. You're not so no. excited when there's a you know a, a, a two or three defensive midfield players in the team. People don't you know it's, it's going to be a nil nil draw or mm. might, might grab a one one goal. But um, yeah, no, I agree. Put PDC. Who's going to partner him then? There's only one play guy I'm going to pick up front. David Titi. Cross keeps his pace. I've always say Titi Kamara, but we'll put, we'll put David <laughs> Yeah, David Cross. They yeah. will tell anyone that listens that he wasn't much of a player when he just scored goals. And I think that's that's a little bit of nonsense. Yeah. Because he he was quite an all-rounder. He drew defenders out of the way. He had a deft touch. He brought other players into play. He was agile. He was brave. He put his head in anywhere. I think he learned a lot from Johnny Lyle, become yeah. a much better player because of it, according to him. And he got 99 goals for West Ham to boot. 
in a in like a four and a half year, five season kind of uh, bad, career, yeah. left on his own terms. What a what a what a purchase! Mm. Fancy doing all that, having ninety nine goals at the end of your career. You know, at the end of your West Ham career. I mean, that's a he. He might think he's he just scored goals. He's an all round striker. You look yes. at the list of West Ham goal scorers. You look at the strikers that were behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dave, Dave's earned his place, Dave and he's cooked me dinner twice. I said, "That's that's you know, well, he's you a go. great guy, Dave. great guy, and a great chef." Abs- yeah, absolutely. And he's in there up front, number nine, Dave Cross, and love that, it. I that love completes that. it. Love that's great. Yeah. So we've got Parks in goal. We've got Julian, yep. Rio, Alv, and Tonka. Then we've got Dev, McAvenny, Brookin, Bonds, PDC, and David Cross up front. Yeah. Solid. Absolutely. Solid. I'm happy Len, with that. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Len, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Really I've nice enjoyed change. it. No, it's been good. It's been good done. And obviously, thank you to everyone, everyone for watching. Obviously, you know what to do. Like, share, subscribe, watch them all. And until next time, guys, take care. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.